Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. I'm Neil Strauss, and from Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For, coming March 26th. Listen for free on Apple Podcasts. I'm April. And I'm Meredith. And we host the podcast Rattled and Shook, a weekly show where we listen to and discuss scary stories. Scary stories kind of like these. Door opened. Sliver of light. Footsteps to the foot of my bed. Same as always. They had disguised their voice and were saying things like, I can see you through your window. If you like to listen to podcasts with a lot of scary stories, this is for you. Rattled and Shook is available now. I think given what we've heard in this case, you would start with the mine shafts. Now that said, my understanding is that's going to be an incredibly difficult place to search. That's Tad Tobias, the nobody guy. No one seems to say, oh yeah, she liked to go and explore the mine shafts. You know, she was a spelunker or whatever you call them. No one said that about her. It is just easier to dispose of a body in a rural location or a remote location. You need to really look at your suspect and say, was this suspect a hunter? Was he someone who spent a lot of time in the woods? Was he someone who was familiar with these mines because he grew up in this area? Those are the things you need to look at and then focus your search that way by looking at where your defendant or your suspect is familiar with. In this case, I think it's going to be difficult because searching a mine shaft is physically dangerous and difficult to figure out where to go. Now, a mine shaft is a little bit different because you don't really have to bury it. You can just put it there. It would not be as exposed to the elements. It would not be exposed to temperature or animals, possibly. Um, so it's not a bad place to dispose of a body. But the flip side is we're you know, a little over two years out. There may be more remains that are more easily found because of the temperature in Colorado. Colder temperatures are better for bodies because the decomposition doesn't happen as quickly. Burning is pretty low on the list because it is actually enormously difficult to burn a body. You need a temperature several hundred, if not thousand degrees Fahrenheit. It's got to be a very, very high temperature to completely incinerate a body. 
even in a crematorium when a body is professionally incinerated for cremation, there are still body parts left behind, bones, teeth, things like that. It's very difficult to dispose of a body that way. It's equally difficult with chemicals because you're not going to have a complete eradication of the body through these chemicals. It would seem to me that the evidence in this case seems to point more towards mine shaft. But I also think it's physically difficult because I think it's dangerous to do that in a mine shaft. So you'd probably have to have people who are experienced going into these types of mine shafts and searching those areas. You could certainly do just general searches of the area, but if you have some sense that this happened in a mine shaft, I don't know how helpful it is in this case to say, let's do a bunch of searches in, you know, fields and woods streams and areas in the mountains if the focus here and the evidence seems to point to a mine shaft as a likely place of disposal. Tinderfoot TV in Atlanta. This is Up and Vanished. I'm your host, Payne Lindsay. Tracy, this is Mike. Hey, Hi, Tracy. Mike. Hey, Tracy. And this is Christina. Hi, Hi Christina. Nice to meet you. This is Chance. He's not working right now, so okay. he can be petted. Hi. When I was working patrol, I, I would run down fugitives. Rapists, murderers, cop killers, all of that. Probably the most nervous I was on a case was a cop killing case. And that was like the highest high that you could ever be on. I, I don't say I wasn't scared. It really, it was more of an adrenaline rush. This woman reported somebody, she felt like somebody was looking inside her house. So they called me, we went to her house and the dog stopped at the back of her house, at every window, he stopped and paused. And went to the next window, stopped and paused. And then we went around, and there were some woods at the front part of her house, but it wrapped around kind of the side of her house. And when we tracked there, the dog stopped and started circling around. And I said, we're in the guy's scent pool. It's right here. We found exactly where he had been laying in the grass. It was a perfect outline of him laying prone. And I said, he's right here. The dog tracked where he had been laying down and hiding out, but he had just killed two cops. Wow. He had nothing to lose. He had nothing to lose to kill me and the dog and the officers with me. Anyway, we caught the guy. I've never trained a dog to bite people. Their job is to find them. Our job is to apprehend or help. I've never had a dog hurt or killed uh, in the line of duty as far as chasing somebody. My name is Tracy Sargent. Uh, a lot of folks call me Trace, but I do go by either Tracy or Trace. Many, many years ago, I didn't have a dog because my life was pretty crazy with work and school and just everything going on, but I wanted to get a dog and do something. So I did some research and I discovered that the German Shepherd was like the perfect match for me. 
found a breeder, had this adorable litter of 10 or 12 little puppies. And the first one that comes running to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in love. This is it. You know, I'm going to take you home. And that's what I did. Mind you, and I'm not exaggerating about this, we did have family pets when I was growing up, but we never went through any training or anything like that. I truly didn't know what end of this dog barked. I mean, that's how totally dumb and stupid and naive I was about all this. I have this little puppy, what do I do with it? I take it to classes, because I don't know what to do with it. Well, fate stepped in. I was in my bed reading a Reader's Digest, and I came across an article, and I still have this article today. It was a woman with a German Shepherd that found a missing three-year-old boy, and I thought, well, doggone it, if she can do it, I can do it too. That literally started the entire 180-degree change of my life. I started making some phone calls, doing some research, da da da, and I thought, oh my gosh, what if I find somebody and they're hurt? I don't know how to take care of them, so that's when I became an EMT. Well, I don't know anything about a radio. I don't know how to operate a radio. So that's when I became a ham radio operator. I started hanging out with the firefighters and police officers and emergency management officials and da, da, da. And I was like, y'all do this for a living? How much fun is this? This is what I'm supposed to do with my life. From there, I became a firefighter and I became a police officer and emergency manager. It led other avenues to go overseas and do special ops work. And here I am today in Colorado with you good folks. And the keystone to all of that has always been the dogs. No matter where I was in the world and what I was doing or what I was pursuing, the dog was always the keystone. It really combined the three loves of my life was that I love being outdoors, I love helping people, and I love working with animals. I work with some of these families and I, I just see, I just look in their eyes and I think, how in the world is this family going to survive this? That really inspires me and has inspired me for years is that I'm going to do everything I can to help these families through this darkness that no families expect that they're going to be in. No family expects to wake up one morning and think, oh, Crystal's going to be gone today, so I need to prepare myself for that. Chance is an eight-year-old lab mix. His name actually has a meaning. He was rescued about four months old from a high kill shelter in Georgia. A friend of mine had rescued him because he was cute. She contacted me and she said, this puppy seems really strange and different. Can you come and take a look at him? So I did, and not that I was looking for any other working dogs of my own, because I already had two, so I evaluated. It's like, yeah, he is a special dog. He really needs to go to a working home. So my plan initially was to take him home, train him, and then give him to another search team. But I spent five minutes with him and said, no, you're not going anywhere. You're staying right here. He's an amazing dog. He's, uh, his mom, we know, was a chocolate lab. He's got the golden wheat color, but he's got the gold eyes and the pink nose of a Beesla or a Wamariner. He makes me feel like I could walk on water. He's one of those dogs that look up at you and just think you are just the greatest thing in the world. But he's a very hard worker. He's got great work ethic. He's got that really great mix of the light-footedness and agility of a lab, but the work ethic of a German Shepherd. And he absolutely has been a great, great partner. And we've literally been around the world. Chance technically is called a human remains detection dog. 
Many people know them as cadaver dogs, which of course he does find cadavers as well. But it should be based upon not just finding a cadaver or quote where somebody died. It really is the full spectrum of all the human remains from a full-size body to bones and everything in between. I want to clarify that any time a human remains detection dog alerts or indicates to us that, hey, I smell human remains scent in this area, we cannot automatically assume somebody died here. We can't automatically assume that Crystal died there. The dog checks an area, they alert, indicate to something. We then, as the human part of that investigative team, has to come in and say, why did the dog alert here? Is it something that has nothing to do with the case? It could be a mechanic that cut his hand working on a car. Has nothing to do with this, totally innocent. Or it could be that's where they hit her in the head and she bled there and they picked her up and moved her. When these dogs respond, they tell us a very important part of the picture, but they can't tell us the whole picture. Scent is really like a living organism. Sun affects it, wet weather, dry weather, there's a lot of things that do affect it. So for example, we may search in the morning and the scent conditions may be pretty good, but he's picking up something, some hints of something. It's like, hey, I wanna go back after lunch and recheck it because the scent picture and scent conditions probably have changed. So he may be able to pick it up even more. They do an amazing job, and my job is to get him in a situation where it increases the odds that if there is scent there, that he will pick it up, and he will be able to pinpoint where that is and tell us, hey, I have found something here that smells like human remains scent. The best way I can describe it, somebody gets a piece of steak out of a freezer, okay? You put it on a countertop. It doesn't smell anything. When you open up a freezer, you don't smell all that meat in there. It's frozen. But when you put it on the countertop and you let it sit there for a couple of days, you're going to start smelling it. With all due respect, that is a body. A frozen body does not give off very much scent. It's one of those tightrope kind of things that we have to balance out. We want the cooler weather. We want the moist weather. But we don't want frozen weather. He's an experienced dog, so I let him do his thing, and I really try to stay out of that equation and not interfere. So I'm going to let him work it out as long as he needs to. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's really quick. The sense either there or it's not there. A lot of it has to do with the size of the body, the condition of the body. Was it traumatized in any way? Was it, for lack of better words or with all respect, was it damaged in any way? How long the body was there? Was it long enough where we have cadaver fluids that are coming out of the body that are absorbing into the ground and or the cadaver scent that is being absorbed into the vegetation? I'm not only just looking for the scent, I'm looking for what we call a COB, his change of behavior. His trained alert is a sit. Most people will see it's like, oh, he's acting strange. He's acting different. That's the response we typically get for people that have either never seen him work or have never seen a search dog work. I've worked with him long enough to understand and know his change of behavior, his body language. I'm actually looking more for that. We are right now by this huge water tower, and we're in a white exterior. And we're looking at three different mines up here, one straight down and two holes. And we're working our way up that road to the dead end. There's a whole bunch of mines just off that road. You won't miss us. My team and I tagged up with Chris Holsney out in the Baca. We brought Tracy with us. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Glad you found us. There's two things. There are probably about ten that we didn't actually look at because they were in such remote locations that we figured there'd be no way anybody could drag a body that far. Chris came equipped with a comprehensive digital map of all the mine locations. So we've hiked 20 or 30 miles probably. We're trying to identify the ones that you can get to with a road and be able to carry something maybe up to a quarter mile. If it's at the top of this hill, you know, no one's gonna do that. No, no way. We, we can mark them off because we, we hiked and hiked and hiked to make sure that happened. It's interesting. A lot of them are, are gated off. A few of the gates are new, so now you don't know, right, because it's been a few years. And there are others that are vandalized and open. Used a remote control car with a camera down around corners. Been a lot of crawling. We have a, a cable light that, like, a plumber uses that we're stringing down smaller places. We're just checking places off so that the cops don't have to look. But these mines are plenty big to get into. And so if you wanted to be deliberate, and again, that's just the rumor, I would say seven or eight of these were definitely the kind of places that you could do that. Our database just shows mines that the state Colorado Human Services Department, their mining reclamation division, their inspectors come out to close a mine opening. They do an inspection and make sure that it's closed, that you can't get in there. And so we got that database, and they should all be closed. None of these should be open, but that's not the case. Some are. We've been very lucky in that the private property so far, we've gone and asked the owners and told them what we're doing. They know all about the case, and they're glad to let us go look. Drink a lot of water. because This is 85, 8600 up here. You'll get a headache quick. Hi, Chris. I'm Trace. Hi, nice I'm to Tracy. meet you. And this is Chance. So, you have a mine here? Yeah. I mean, we can't. There's a grate on the top, and then there's a hole in the side that we could shimmy through. It goes back there a little ways, and we can't see 
the end. You know, it would be a test. Well, he is trained in disaster work, so he's been in confined areas and top of debris and things like that. So uh, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, sure. As Chris and his team searched the mines, they also gauged the feasibility as a disposal site. He led Tracy and Chance to the entrance of numerous mine shafts to see if Chance might indicate on anything. We have a small opening. If there's anything in there, the scent actually is coming through that hole directly out here. It's like a tunnel. So technically, we don't have to put the dog in that hole for him to detect any scent. For him to check that hole is really all we need because it's a contained area. If someone or is in, if there's any human remains scent in that area, the scent is going to come straight out of here. Okay, perfect. Because although it feels cold to us, it's warmer out here than it is in the hole. Scent travels to heat. It's going to be attracted and pulled toward heat. So again, anything in that hole, the scent is going to be pulled outside to this area. We need him to check it, and I can tell you right now there's nothing in there. Just for him just smelling that right there. Can't. Rain is somewhat steep, but it's not something that we have to, you know, climb up, you know, all the time. And um, my experience has been that dogs don't have the altitude issues or challenges like we do. He, of course, being in Georgia, the highest elevation is 4,000, approximately 4,000 feet. We're now 8,000. And as you can see, he's not affected by it at all. Get up there, Chris. Is it up there? Chris, which is this one you were thinking of? I'm about 10 feet from it, so I'm guessing it's this right here. This is the drum circle. The locations we saw were possible to get to, but in my mind, they're still fairly treacherous. We, of course, want to exhaust all areas of where crystal might be, turn over any rock and every rock of any possibility. Chance hunt. They were either uphill or downhill on steep inclines. Difficult places to drag a body. Yeah, nothing. Fox 31 problem solvers ventured into the cold, windswept mountains surrounding Cresta. We drove over incredibly rough terrain and scrambled mile after mile, crawling through dozens of open shafts, most of which have never been searched by police. While Fox 31 was searching mines, a crew from the popular national podcast Up and Vanished showed up as well, also hunting for new clues as to Reisinger's whereabouts. They brought a search and rescue cadaver dog to check out the last place Reisinger was seen alive in July of 2016. A remote stretch of sand. By the end of Chris Halsney's search, his team had ruled out a ton of locations. And they also came away with a pretty unusual photograph. Show that picture. No, sure. We're gonna I'm gonna do a piece in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna end my piece with this. But he went up there to the mine and he was waiting for us. He took a picture down the hole of the mine. And this is what came out. 
No way. Yep. No way. That's me holding the camera above my head to shoot down into the hole. It was a picture that looked like an angel, an optical illusion, but it held more significance to the people closest to Crystal. To her loved ones, it meant Crystal's spirit was still there. This is Debbie, Rodney's wife. Sylvia, Eli's mom, the first thing she said was, it's a phoenix. She didn't even have to think about it. And after she said that, we all went, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's so obvious. But Phoenix had big meaning for Crystal, you know, rebirth, coming back to life, stuff like that. And it meant so much to her that she gave Kasha that for her middle name. For that shape to appear there mysteriously, it just gives me goosebumps. You know, Amy and I believe in all the signs and spiritual type stuff. So another person might say, it's just a tree or whatever, you know. But to us, that means something. Either she is there or she's trying to tell us something. We take it as a sign that it's crystal. What she's telling us is up for interpretation. But to us, that just means she's there. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We spoke to Crystal's aunt, Jennifer, probably Crystal's closest biological family member. I'm the aunt that um, she came out to live with. I mean, my sister, she was a teenage mom. And she was young. My niece, throughout her entire childhood, always went back to my mom. My mom passed away, and then she stayed off and on with me, like, her whole childhood. Phoenix was always... You know, her grandma was there, her mom was there, my sister, my mom. And she would come and live with me in California when she was four. She lived with me in Miami. God. Now I moved to Colorado. (laughs) She lived with me. She was in eighth grade. And then she would go back home. And basically after my mom passed away... It was really hard for her. She was 15 when she became a ward of the state. She came to live with me when she was 16. It was different. Crystal and I were like 13 years apart. I mean, I remember when she was born, I slept in the same room with her mom and her. Different kind of relationship. Loved her so much. Colorado is like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. You can breathe in the crisp, cool air and hike in the mountains and, you know, ride your bike for 12 miles. <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing place to be. 
one point I never thought I would leave. You know, it got super expensive. And I, you know, I was a single parent too. I thought maybe if she came to Texas that I could help her. And she said, you know, Colorado's beautiful, Elijah's there, you know, he's a good dad for Akasha. And I wasn't gonna, you know, convince her otherwise. Wasn't gonna try to talk her out of what made her happy. Like we would talk all the time still, like we always talked. Basically, no matter what, like she's called me since she was three years old, like every birthday and I would call her every birthday. We talked like often, we always have. Like, she calls me on my birthday every year, and when she didn't call me for my birthday, it was odd. It's something she would never have missed, and I knew something was wrong, you know, instantly, because it didn't matter, no matter what, no matter what was going on. I mean, she would always call me. That's when I reached out to her ex-boyfriend, I knew who he was because she told me who he was and asked, you know, where is she? I mean, I can tell you right now because my birthday is on the 19th that whatever happened to her was before that day. And she really wasn't sure who. She thought that somebody roofied her and raped her. I think there was like three guys she was hanging out with around then. Like, I don't want to sit there and accuse anybody that they didn't do anything. But it still is. Just something just doesn't seem right. There's one episode left this season, and this story is far from over. Jerry Garcia Band. They had a friend named Catfish John. They wrote a song about it. When he passed, they passed the name on to me. Because they could see that I could get along with everybody. Like a catfish. Next time on Up and Vanished. Next Monday, November 19th, will be a Q&A episode. So give us a call. The number is 404-410-0911. Again, 404-410-0911. Episode 12 will come out on Monday, November 26th. And don't forget, this Sunday, November 18th, is the premiere of the Up and Vanished TV show at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Oxygen. Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Vanished is an investigative podcast told weekly, produced for Tenderfoot TV by Payne Lindsay, Mike Rooney, and me, Meredith Stedman, with new episodes every Monday. Executive producers Payne Lindsay and Donald Albright. Additional production by Resonate Recordings, as well as Mason Lindsay, Rob Ricotta, and Christina Dana. Our intern is Hallie Bidal. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Our theme song is Ophelia, performed by Ezra Rose. Our cover art is by Trevor Eiler. Special thanks to the team at Cadence 13. Visit us on social media via at Up and Vanished, or you can visit our website, upandvanished.com, where you can join in on our discussion board. If you're enjoying Up and Vanished, tell a friend, family member, or coworker about it. 
And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. You know that science solves crimes. Forensic science is exciting, challenging, and most of all, rewarding work. But there is a shortage of qualified individuals in this field. Hi, I'm Terry with Loyola University of Maryland's Forensic Science Department. Loyola is one of the only colleges in the country offering advanced degrees in forensic pattern analysis and biological forensics. Our courses, taught by forensic experts, feature hands-on training and small class sizes. They are based on real crime scene and forensic examiner training programs to ensure you are ready to make a difference. Our programs are open to students from a variety of academic backgrounds because we believe everyone can contribute to solving crimes. So what are you waiting for? Discover the excitement of forensic science at Loyola University, Maryland. Visit loyola.edu forward slash forensic for more information. That's loyola.edu forward slash forensic because you are ready to make a difference. Join one of Loyola University, Maryland's forensic science programs today. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. Coming March 26th on Apple Podcasts. Hey, Tenderfoot listeners, this is Eric Quintana. Are you a true crime junkie on a time crunch? Then check out my new daily podcast, This Day in Crime, where my co-hosts and I bring you up to speed on the day's top crime headlines that you may have missed during your busy day. Search This Day in Crime in your podcast app to follow the show.